0: بسم الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وصحبه وسلم brothers and sisters <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> gave us a tool a tool to solve our problems a tool to Connect with him—a tool to seek his help. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, among the first uh, parts of the Quran to be to be revealed after the first five five ayat of Surah Al-Alaq is Surah Al-Muzzamil. And in Surah Al-Muzzamil, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Ya Ayyu al-Muzzamilu, Qumil Laila Illa Kullila. Nisfahu Abin Qusminu Kullila. Auzid Alayhi Warati Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the Rasulullah sallallahu this instruction and says stand up in the night maybe the whole night, maybe part of the night and recite Quran in a pleasing way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yes we know this is difficult for you to stand, wake up in the middle of the night and stand up and, and recite Quran But this is the best thing for discipline and to understand the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Ya ayyuhalazina amanu amanustainu bis sabri wa salah Allah said do you believe, take isti'ana, take help from sabr and salah. From persistence, from patience, from uh, you know being uh, working hard. And Salah Salah is a tool. Salah is not simply an act of worship for us to do and finish and go away and alaikum Salah is a tool. Salah is something that is designed to rejuvenate us. it is designed to do something for us. Allah said inna salata tanha anil fasha wal Munkar. Allah said, very the salah separates you from and protects you from all fahushat and mankarat, all shameless things, all sins, and all acts of rebellion and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. So salah is also a meter for us to measure ourselves and say, I am praying five times a day, alhamdulillah, maybe I am praying all five in the masjid, maybe I am praying some in the masjid, some elsewhere, but I am praying five times a day, how has my life changed? Has my, is my life free from disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? How many times do I need to pray to free myself from disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah, said, Inna salat tarha, anil Allah didn't, didn't say praying for 10 years will do this. Allah said the salah, which means technically speaking, one single salah must do it. It happened with the sahaba, Allah, alayhi, majh, there were people like us, there were people who were engaged uh, in practically every single thing that is happening today. There is no difference between the times of Makkah and Medina and times here. Almost everything which was happening here today, here meaning not America, here meaning globally, America and elsewhere, was happening in Makkah, especially in Makkah, also in Medina to some extent, uh, and in a smaller scale, because it's a small, smaller place, but today this is global. Right? There was interest-based banking, there was gambling, there was uh, alcohol, there was uh, prostitution, there was uh, you name it. I mean, uh, there was operation of people, there was killing, there was murder, there was uh, stealing and theft and all the vices and uh, there were good things also, people who were living lives. So, there was nothing special. But when they accepted Islam, when they accepted Islam, literally from the word go, Sayyidina Umarang al-Khattab says about himself, he said, if I had not accepted Islam, I would have died either of overdose of alcohol or in a alcohol-related fight, brawl. Right? So these are people who, they were, they, were, they were alcoholics, they were people who drank regularly on a daily basis. But what happened when the, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat, Ya when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his ayat that verily alcohol and gambling and fortune telling and with those arrows they had different ways of doing it is the worst of the actions of Shaitan. Instantly they stopped. Instantly they stopped. There is a beautiful hadith of Abu Huraira who mentioned how it happened, where he was, what he was doing, how people stopped instantly. So question I ask myself and you is that what is the effect of Salah in my life? People love to pray. Usaid bin Huraira He was praying. He was in a camp outside of Medina. His horse was tied there. His... He had a little son, the son was at his feet, he was praying, he was uh, reciting Quran, and he saw a cloud descend, and the cloud had shining lights in it. Now when that cloud descended and the lights were shining, the horse got frightened, so the horse started getting agitated. So Usaid bin Hudayar was afraid that the horse would, you know, injure his child. So he stopped his recitation. When he stopped his recitation, the cloud went up. Then he started again. Again it came down. This happened three, four times anyway. He finished his Salah. For Salat al-Fajr, he went to the Masjid. And he narrated to rasulullah He said, this is what happened to me last night. I was praying tahajjud then. Rasulullah said, that was the malaika who came down to listen to your recitation. He asked him, which surah were you reciting? He said, "Suratul al Hmm? Abu Musa al another beautiful Qari of the Quran he was in Masjid and Nabi al sharif he was praying Nafil and he was reciting Quran he had a sensation of somebody standing behind him when he finished his Salah he turned around it was Rasulullah so he said Ya Rasulullah if I knew you were listening I would have beautified my voice even more Rasulullah said, Allah has given you a beautiful voice. He said, he gave you the voice of Daud. One day, Abdullah ibn Masud, he was praying, he was reciting Quran. Nabi Rasulullah entered the masjid along with Abu Bakr and, and, and Umar. And he stopped and he said, if you want to know how the Quran was revealed, the sound of the Quran... When it was revealed, listen to Abu Masud. Listen to Ibn Masud. Hmm? The beauty of the recitation of the Quran. The beauty of Salah. I remind myself and you to be very, very careful with regard to Salah. And always to show our eagerness to be in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very important. One of, one of the salafus alayhi and he said, he said it's a very good thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Hum An Salatihim Allah said, Woe to the people who pray, who are careless about, careless about, عَنْ صلاتهم, Careless about their salah, meaning they delay the salah, they pray carelessly and so on and so forth. He said, Alhamdulillah Allah said this, Alhamdulillah, Allah did not say, Allah Hum, Fi If Allah had said they are careless in their salah, what would happen? He said it's a good thing, Allah said An Salatim. Allah did not say fi salatim. If Allah had said fi salatim, then what would happen? Because may Allah protect us. What is our what is the quality? Where is our thoughts and concentration, khosho and khudu and Allah knows. We ask Allah to forgive us and we ask Allah to save us from this. So I remind myself and you, let us treasure this. Because my brothers and sisters, I know we we keep on saying this all the time, I know you know this, I know I know this, but we have to keep reminding ourselves. One day this whole thing will finish. Everything will go, all that you think you have is finished. Zero. Everything that is with you will finish. Whatever is with you will finish. And what is with Allah will remain. Everything, all our jahu, jalal, all we think we are very great people. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There were many people who thought we were, they were much greater than we were. All gone. We will also go. What will remain? Is this same salah? Is the same tilawat al-Quran? When we are lying in our graves in the dark, in the pitch in the ground, what will come and stand at our head? Tilawat al-Quran. What will come and stand and, and protect us? Salah and fasting. And charity will shade us on the Day of Judgment. When there is no shade, it is the charity which will shade us. So it is very important for us to not simply to do these things. I know we all do it. So it's not, I'm not talking to people who don't, who are not praying. You're all praying. We are all praying. It is the azama of that. It is the feeling of that. It is the coming into the masjid of this. Even Omar, I imagine, the kind of people I'm talking about and the time I'm talking about. Abdullah bin Omar, goes into a masjid in Sham. And he stands there and he says, If Rasulullah ﷺ had come here today in this masjid, he said, There is not one single Muslim here. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the Tabayin. He's talking about the Tabi'un. InshaAllah, he said, There is not one of you is fit to be called a Muslim. What will he say if he comes here today? Inna lillahi wa inna this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused us to be born, when we were born we are here, we ask Allah to go easy on us, but let us not push that, let us not push that, let us do our best, like don't, don't, don't push that to the point where then we, are, we get into trouble with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no, let us do our best. Let us show our desire to be in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Show our desire to read Quran, to use our desire to pray, to our desire for to give sadaqat and so on and so forth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to do that which pleases him and to do it in a way that pleases him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the traps of shaitan who when he cannot prevent us from doing something wrong, he will reduce the, the value of what we are doing by making us do it in a way where instead of getting full value, you get less value or no value. We ask Allah to save us from all these traps, inshallah.